You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. A Stitch in Time. 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Nocturne Boulevard? Not far. When you hit Howard, hang a right. Howard meets Philip at a weird kind of angle. Then you cross James and Paul. You can't miss Nocturne. It's just past the automatic. 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Your address for suspenseful stories of the speculative, strange, and supernatural. Tonight's story is A Stitch in Time. Yes, this is 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Won't you step inside? Did you have any trouble finding it? What do you mean, what kind of a place is it? Why, it's a car in the street outside a taxidermist's workshop. Can't you tell? Nice night. Nice. You like the rain? Yeah. Of course, it's... Better when there's lightning, too. Well, you wouldn't want to be in the car then. Too much metal. Oh, no. Just the opposite. The tires would protect us, keep us from being ground. Right. Whatever. Especially wouldn't want to be outside if you had a metal plate in your head. A what? <laughs> How many people do you actually know with a freaking metal plate in their head? Um, six. Six? You know six freaking people? Nah, you're so full of shit, your eyes are brown. Six. The Greek, Mr. Jones, my gramps got his in Okinawa... My Uncle Benny and Nam, my niece, Bevy. Your niece? She sees action overseas, too? Yeah, don't be silly. She's five. Playground accident. But she's doing fine. Her dad even shaved his head to match hers, so she won't feel self-conscious till her hair grows back over the scar. Well, so who's number six? Hmm? That's five. Who's number six? Oh, <laughs> me. Great. Runs in the family, I see. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I... Well, it's time to bring in the package. Don't want to be late. You know how the boss is. D-Mix. Taxidermy. Hey, that's funny. D-Mix. Huh? You know, D-Mix will inherit the earth and all that. <laughs> oh, uh, I guess so. Uh. never done anything big. I mean, I did take a prize for mounting a bear, but it was a really, really small brown. I don't think you understand my uh, position, dear lady. I have come to you not with a request, but a requirement. But why me? Well, I've seen your work and know of the prizes you've taken, and believe you are the only one who can do the job I need done with the grace and skill I need it to be done with. Both of which are qualities sorely lacking these days. Uh, Raoul let them in. What exactly do you need stuffed? We will get to that in a moment. First, 
Ah, Kurt. Doogie. So glad you could join us. Oh, that's funny. I once had a cat named Doogie. No, that's wrong. I once stuffed a cat named Doogie. I'm glad to help, Mr. Williams. Doogie Mauser. <laughs> the lady here is Deborah Meeks, a true artiste. I believe you have something for her, Doogie. It's right here, Mr. Williams. Holy crow! Is that... $250,000, which, coincidentally, is just about twice your total debts. What with the failing business and the house and all. Round it up, of course, since no one likes small change. And I just have to do the one job? Just one. But I must have your absolute assurance and agreement before I can show you the subject in question. I could really... Really use that. Wouldn't have to do any more crummy data entry. The offer expires in 30 seconds, my dear young lady. Please think quickly. Hang gliding. Jello body rub. Trip to Mall of America. Scatter dead properly. Five, four, three... All right. Whatever you want. I do require absolute discretion. Can you guarantee that? Yes. Yes. Good. Why don't you boys bring in the other package? Gotcha, sir. Come on, it ain't that bad. But... You must have seen all kinds of dead things before. Not a person. Just... Think of it as a really big badger or something. Are you ready to hear the rest of your commission, Miss Meeks? Kurt, just about. Now, come on. Badger, right. A big, bold badger. You don't need no stinking. You might want to stop with the squeaking. I think it's getting on the boss's nerves. The, oh, it helps with the stress. Yours maybe, but his, you know... So glad you could rejoin us. I apologize for the shock this must be, but you now see why I was forced to extract the agreement from you before I could show you the subject. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Huh? Can you bring that on in here? I have to... Well, I have to see what needs to be done. It's not as heavy as it looks. Get it yourself. I'm just supposed to keep an eye on you. Make sure you don't throw no one to last this thing up. Your boss said you were supposed to make sure I got it done right. Yeah, well, what's stopping you? <sighs> this is a two-person job. Hey, I ain't no mortician's union. Fine. <sighs> It would be the feet end. Okay. Ew! Ew! Leave it off already. He's still warm. Ew! So if you've won all these awards, how come you're broke? Not much call for taxidermy these days. PETA and all that. We fly a little under the radar since fur coats are a bigger splash in the news, but we take our share of flack. So, why do it? I'm good at it. You don't stop doing something you're good at just because no one cares, do you? But what if what you're good at doesn't, well, get you anywhere? Like what? 
I ran track. A lot. But what does that do for you unless you want to be a fugitive on cops, huh? <laughs> Why are you taking your glasses off? Just trying to picture you with your face all blurred out. <laughs> How'd you go from track to, um... Wise guy? Uh, is that what it's called? Good enough. Mr. Williams is my uncle. It ain't a bad job. What got you into this? This dead animal stuff? Promise you won't laugh? Sure. No, really, promise. I promise. I was about seven. It was a bad time. My folks were using me as the tug in a divorce tug-of-war. So I took apart my teddy bear to see what made him squeak. I very carefully picked out the stitches and pulled this out. Your keychain? No, I put it on there years later. Now, most kids, when they operate on a toy, decide to become doctors. Or serial killers. Yeah, but I restuffed and sewed him back up again. Over and over again. I kept sewing different things into him, too. Trying to see how much I could hide in there. Ugh. Hand me the hose. So... How does a moderately cute dame like you end up elbow deep in guts on a daily basis? I... I don't know. I had to choose between maintaining the carcass or the skin. Your boss indicated he needed the skin as intact as possible, so I won't be able to make a mold from the original carcass, since I'm having to sacrifice the smaller bits like fingers and... Whatever. You what? know, I ain't actually listening to you. Why not? You could learn something. I could also lose my lunch. Are you almost done here? The boss is supposed to be back with your next set of instructions this evening. Um, just the hardest bits are left. You know, very delicate, paper-thin skin, lots of crenellations. I'm not listening. I wonder if I could just cut them off, hollow them out, and rebuild them later. Oh, uh, uh, now I'm really not listening. Uh. What's he got against ears? Ignore City, the audio fiction rock musical, is now part of the Fantasy Network. In this post-apocalyptic future where technology is outlawed, Devin Rimpa, a scrappy bike messenger, befriends a sentient robot head named Saner0805. She embarks on a grand adventure through Ignore City to save civilization before government agents catch up with her. It's Futurama meets the Terminator, but with singing. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and podcast platforms everywhere. And the progress? I got the hide off, but it's not all in one piece. Humans just don't come apart that easily. Our skin is really uh, too thin. I can stitch it back together, but there's also no pelt to cover up the stitches. The stitches will be fine. And I brought you the stuffing materials. Mounting. We prefer mounting. Anyway, really what I need next is a drum of grease cutter. Mild dishwashing liquid will do. Don't want anything too harsh that'll dry out the... Doogie will get it for you. Won't you, Doogie? For now, I have brought you your mounting materials... You understand that this is very important to use what I have brought and only what I have brought. I even have some special thread for you to use, uh, stitching it all back up again. But I, I need a framework. 
Heavy sculpted foam works just fine, though I can't exactly order off the rack for this. You may have noticed this project is unique. I have very specific requirements as to how you ought to proceed. What is that? You were supposed to... I'll tell them to go away. If you don't, I will. Debbie, dear, it's time. Oh, jeez. What? My neighbor, Mrs. Olson. We have this standing agreement that whenever one of her cats dies, she brings it on in. Debbie, I know you're in there. I'll go get Roderick and put him on ice until I'm done with your project. Won't she notice if it takes longer than usual? Nah, she's pretty gone up there. I'll just keep telling her she only brought him in yesterday. Don't let her see you. Ugh. Oh, there you are, Debbie. Did I catch you in the crapper? I'm so sorry, but poor Mr. Roderick's time has come. I'm so very sorry. That's all right. He's in a better place. Cream and honey. Cream and honey. I know, yeah. I'll bring him back to you when he's ready to rejoin the family. Here's his poor little body. You always do such a good job for me, Debbie. So kind. Now I must get home. Roderick's about to have kittens. I thought Roderick was dead. She names all her cats Roderick. Saves on changing the names on the bowls. Well, how many of you... Thirty-four. How many does she... Depends on how big a litter Roderick has. So, now you have these big bags of... Doogie? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm here, boss. Ah, We will just call them tana leaves. Got it? They must fill up the bulk of the body. They're kind of pokey. Might tear the hide. Can I grind them? Um, I don't see why not. But let me get back to you on that before you go off and do something unfortunate. Okay. Um... Yeah? Speak up. I only ask because it does affect how I do my job, okay? Only ask what? Is this, the whole thing, something that needs to last? Is it going to be moved around a lot? Let's say yes. And you're really sure you don't want a central framework? Not even wire reinforcement? That's what I said. I need to reinforce the hide somehow or those leaves will rub the crap out of it. The skin can tear real easy. Yeah. I will check on that. Uh, You uh, got stuff to do until I get back to you, right? Good. What's all that? Once all the fat's left, you have to cure the hide, stop it from rotting, attracting insects, you know. Ugh, bugs. I hate them. Why? They're, well, they're kind of everywhere. That's part of the problem. No matter what you do, they're there. They don't keep out. And they don't go away. That's why hating them is so pointless. Well, mostly they just creep me out. Let me guess. Did you grow up with cockroaches? Palmetto bugs. Huge, freaking, whistling cockroaches. I lived with cockroaches for a while. <laughs> you think they're funny? Only when you spray them with nonstick oven spray by mistake. Why? They go sliding down the wall, little legs pumping. <laughs> They get completely freaked out. Now you creep me out some, too. Figures. Shouldn't you get that? Hey, tell me something I don't know. Yeah? Right. It's for you. Okay. Uh, Hello? I got an answer for you on the leaves. Uh Uh-huh. No grinding. 
Apparently, that is out. But you can cut them up some. I'll show you. I'm also bringing some other things you can use for your packing. Uh, the mounting. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, we don't want him walking around like a big old teabag, huh? Walking? Uh, figure of speech. Huh. Goodbye. There, that's nice. That thread hardly shows, doesn't it? Are you talking to that dead guy again? No. Oh, hell no. What, what's this bag next to my lunch? Roderick. A dead cat? That ain't hygienic. Technically, your lunch is in his cooler. Yeah, like he's going to be the one to object. No more than you will, Bob. Tana leaves. Hmm. One and or two. Binder. Hey. Chicky. Just a sec. What are you doing? She's on the computer, boss. What did I say about that? You, well, you didn't say anything. You said not to contact anyone, and I didn't. Wasn't. I was looking up delicate stitching techniques for very thin hides. Remember, I haven't done this before. Uh-huh. I wouldn't have said anything to anyone. After all, I promised. You need to look anything else up. You asked Doogie for your laptop. Doogie. I'm worried about, well, what this is all for. Well, maybe it's not that bad. Like the Aztecs. The Aztecs? But they were pretty bad. No, no, they weren't. Well, not to them. I mean, we all think, oh, human sacrifice, and man, I wouldn't want my heart ripped out, right? Usually. We don't realize that was the way they believed. They figured without constant sacrifice, the world would actually end. They had to feed a bunch of hungry, thirsty gods who had a really big human Jones. <laughs> For the victims, it was like winning American Idol. You got to be famous for a day. Um, but didn't it hurt? Oh, yeah. But they were all kind of masochistic back then. Hurt yourself to prove how tough you are and stuff. They'd even pierce their tongues and run cords covered in thorns up and down through the hole. On the victims? No. The bigwigs did it to themselves. Ugh, but this... Look, I'll see what I can hear without asking too many questions, you know? I don't want my heart ripped out. Oh, Roderick, I'm so sorry about this, but I have to see. And a little of this, and a few stitches, there. What's the worst that could happen, huh? <laughs> I got a metal plate in my head. Oh, where? About here. You can see the scar if you want. Oh, I've never seen a metal plate. I mean, animals don't usually get them, and I've always mounted animals. I mean, not that I'd want to mount you, just that it would be kind of different. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I, I understand. I, I I didn't think you'd want to uh, mount me. I mean, I'm sure you're very nice and all. I'm nicer up and walking than with a stick up my butt. 
Uh, or at least that's what my mother always says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she says... No, just want to make you laugh. <laughs> Where's Doogie, anyway? Uh, he ain't feeling so well. He says... Figures. Are you getting close to done? Kinda. It takes a lot of work, especially sewing the fingers and stuff back together. I hope I didn't gross you out with the whole Aztec thing. I just figured that, well, being in your profession, you might... Have a strong stomach? Well, no. Well, yes. Yes, but. But I figured that maybe you would be the kind of person who could, you know, take a step back and look. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who, who don't understand what you do and, and why you do it and why you love it, right? Yeah, but I don't kill anyone, anything. I'm just comparing the misunderstanding. To themselves, they were just doing what they had to do. They probably thought, hey, those Mayans, they're some crazy freaks. Or, wow, those Incas, you wouldn't believe what they're up to. You see, you got it. Yeah, okay. So there really was a point before I wandered a bit. What got me all started here was that this has something in common with the Aztecs. It does? Well, yeah. They had this one god. And this is a really good example of misunderstanding, named Zipitotec, who they called the flayed one. Because each year, the sacrifice was flayed and the skin preserved for the priests to wear for the upcoming year. See, now, to us, that's disgusting. But to them, it symbolized life, fertility, and the changing of the seasons. Because each year, like a seed sheds its pod, the priest would eventually shed the long-dead skin... And be a new man. I guess I can see that. Of course, the victim was probably flayed alive, so... Ew! What was that? I don't know. It's coming from the bathroom. Ah, look! No, let me. I, I guess. Oh. <gasps> oh. Oh. Just a freaking cat. Yes, it must be one of the Rodericks. <sighs> Jeez, it's okay. Uh, he must have come in through the window or something. Uh, something. Hi, this is Arif Silverman, and I wanted to let you know that my radio play, Black Blade, is now available to stream on the Fantasy Network. The play chronicles the apex of a decades-long witch hunt and includes ancient forests, wyverns, and magic swords. A diverse cast of characters and team members tell a subversive, timely story about a world racked with political and environmental struggles. I hope you'll tune in. Keep an eye out. There was a cat in here yesterday. It was pretty freaky. Hey, at least it wasn't some damn dead thing. Uh, yeah. You don't like animals? Live ones are too messy. Eating and pooping. Dead ones are much more manageable. It's kind of cruel, though, ain't it? Why, they're dead. It's just whether they end up cute forever or rotting in a ditch somewhere. Well, like all those people who say we shouldn't eat meat. Sure, just let the cows go. They won't survive on their own. Do you have a point? So... 
So is it more cruel to put them out to starve? Do those people expect farmers to feed the cows and not sell them? Doesn't anyone ever think of the, the hardship to the farmers? I don't eat meat. Oh, sorry. It figures. You don't make any damn sense, lady. Oh, it's not a moral issue, just that it clogs me up real bad. Oh, that's too much information, isn't it? Um, I'm not listening. Still surprised that I prefer dead animals to live people? Yeah? Deborah? Yes? You must be finished by tonight. I will arrive at seven with the final component. Be ready to make the final insertion. Where? At your shop, there. No, I meant where does it go? I need to finish sewing everything else up if you're looking to take it home tonight. Uh, right. Um, leave a spot for the heart. Oh... Do you think that's what the boss is up to? Something like Zipatotec? Hmm, I'd say no. A lot of the herbs and stuff on the stuffing list are old world, not Central American at all. Point. So you rule out my pals, the Aztecs. How'd you know so much about them, anyway? Apart from being a complete freak. <laughs> Eighth grade history project. I was a crap student, but this time I should have gotten an A. I did drawings and wrote a whole lot of stuff. I think I grossed out the teacher, so she only gave me a B-. minus. That's not fair. Yeah. I mean, she raised rabbits. I didn't just remember all of it, though. I, I'm not that much of a geek. I googled again last night. Refreshed my memory. Oh. Did you kill this guy? Me? Oh, no. I smack people sometimes if Uncle needs it done, but, but I don't whack anyone. Kind of too bad... Since the money's real good. But I don't got the cold that bad, you know? You're too sympathetic. You say that like it's a good thing. They're going to kill me. What? No, of course not. Why would they have paid you then? Anyway, I look at it, they have to kill me. I won't let them. No reason to. Anyway, you'll keep your mouth shut, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, I almost forgot. The boss mentioned a name. Name? I think it's what he's doing. What the whole point of this is. Oh, that helps a lot. Zalmoxis. Gesundheit. No, no. <laughs> I, I looked it up. And it took a while, too, trying to figure out how to spell the damn thing. It was some old Thracian god. He had something to do with that triangle guy. Who? Isosceles? No. I'm pretty sure that wasn't it. Anyway, this guy got made into a god somehow and promised immortality of the soul. And get this. The name Zalmoxis comes from the Thracian word for hide. Hide. Like skin, not like antique. Yep. But what does all that mean? I mean... Well, what I heard the boss say... Yeah? Well, he said, when Zalmoxis arrived. <gasps> oh! Don't worry. Everything's going to be cool. Sir? This is the moment. But, boss, you said... Yeah, well, yeah, we got uh, eight minutes. I was being dramatic. This is a very dramatic moment, Doogie. Sorry, boss. The vessel is prepared. The... Oh, yes, already. Very nice. Good stitching. 
Thanks. So, the time is nigh. Uncle, you got a moment? Can I ask you something, like in private? A moment, yeah. You're not gonna have this poor chick whacked, are you? Whatever gave you that idea? Look, she's a nice lady. She's no longer a danger to you... Uh, us. After tonight, no one's a danger to me. What's that mean? <laughs> but... And now for the final key to unlock eternity. Um, okay. Hold out your hands. Um, okay. That's... Whoa, heavy. The heart of Zalmoxis. Once sealed inside his chest at the right moment, he will rise. Now? No, uh, 152 seconds left. Right. Can I put it down? <gasps> what? Let's just call this insurance against you or anyone trying to stop me this close to my goal. Uh, what's going to happen? Well, Zalmaxis will rise and take over the world, and I, being the one who brought him here, will be rewarded with power and glory. Oh, okay. Just say when. Put it in now. I'm watching you. And then start stitching. Can someone hold the hole open? This takes both hands. Got it. What the? <gasps> oh, no! Here! Jeez, I almost dropped it. Sam, cat, are you done? Just a few stitches. You do that. I'll start the ceremony. I told him you're okay. He don't need to kill you. Thanks. Can you put your finger there? Oh, sure. Done. Excellent. Rise! Oh, jeez, it moved. He moved. Master! Um, Kurt, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Master, is the vessel acceptable? It was made to all your specifications. The vessel is... What? The vessel is... What's that? You didn't. Uh, yeah. No! Flawed! You must die! Master! Boss! We should go. You think? Get this thing off me! Come on! Did Wikipedia have anything to say about if the vessel was flawed? No! Go on! But you! Meet you on the corner! There's a lot of flammable stuff in a taxidermy. Nervous? Oh. Track came in handy after all. <laughs> I figured we shouldn't let it loose. Oh, my house. Well, I'm thinking the dough is enough to start a new life on. Or two? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Now that you know how to find us, don't be a stranger. We have enough of those already. Tonight's episode, A Stitch in Time, was written by Julie Hoverson. In tonight's episode, Deborah Meeks was Emmatrice Devan, Kurt was Cole Hornaday, Doogie was George Dunn, The Boss was Renaud LaBeouf, Mrs. Olson was Femnomena, Zalmoxis was Danner Hoverson, with a cameo from Julie Hoverson as Roderick the Cat. 
The music for this episode is by Deed, was found on Jamendo, and is used under a Creative Commons license. The taxidermy pictures and the cover art were used with permission from Custom Creature Taxidermy Arts at customcreaturetaxidermy.com. The cover art for this episode was by Brett Coolstock. Sound effects were found on soundsnap.com and sonomic.com. Sound and mastering was done by Julie Hoverson. The opening theme was by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. The opening credits featured Cole Hornaday, Renaud LaBeouf, and Julie Hoverson. All persons, places, and events in this story were fictitious or used in a fictitious manner and are not meant to reflect any persons, places, or things, living, dead, or undead. Questions? Comments? We would love to hear from you. Contact us at 19nocturne at live.com. That's 19nocturne. Or check out our website at www.19nocturneboulevard.com. Or join us in the 19 Nocturne Boulevard Forum over at audiodramatalk.com. This presentation is copyright 2010 to Julie Hoverson and Reality Productions. When Zalmoxis arrived. <gasps> oh. Yeah, bad. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a keeper. I'm just getting into it. <laughs>